Leonardo! This, this is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. And Brooke Huard. And Brooke Huard. Now here are your hosts, Brock Huard and Mike Salk. Oh, look at this. We're upgrading from Brady Henderson to Stacy Ross. You're welcome. Well, I actually came here to confront someone. Uh-oh. Who was it? Yeah, this is a trap. You thought is you it were about just... about Beyonce? I... That's a separate issue. <laughs> no. The, uh, the other day, um, Bump was listening to you guys while he was driving in, and you and Brock were talking about, you got a question about, like, who is the funniest person at the yeah. station? And you were like, Stacy, bar none. I said Stacy and Kyle. Yeah. And and Kyle? Yeah. Wow, so I'm a co-champ? <laughs> well, the, no, the, hold on, hold on. They the said quest, the two funniest. The question people. was, who are the two funniest oh, okay. people at the station? And then Justin. Yeah. Said Curtis. Yeah, I think Curtis is very funny. <laughs> Curtis's ego has not, it's not been the same working with him since then, Justin. And I'm really upset uh, with you about that. Mm-hmm. Really, really All I upset said was about that. humor is exactly what I find to be hysterical. Okay, and I love well, it. I think it's just, really funny. just know that I'm in a I apologize. Now I have to deal with the consequences of your actions. You want me to amend told, my answer? Told that your sister is actually very funny. She's funnier than me. Very wow. funny. Very funny. You worked with her, right, yeah, Justin? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Did you work like directly with her? No, we just in the same building. She's uh, she's mean. She's mean. Yeah. What like, are you? I'm funny, like self-deprecating and oh. like fake. This is what took <laughs> people a long time. No, 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 no. <laughs> what took people a long time to get when I first started was the whole like I'm the best. I'm amazing. Is like a shtick. Uh. Like it's you know, uh, and people were like, "Wow, Stacy's so full of herself." And I was like, "The entire joke is that I'm the worst." Yes. But Sam is. Um, like actually mean like does she ever say anything mean to you and hurt your feelings no, raise your heard- hand if you've been personally victimized <laughs> no i heard some stories that she's told of uh of her boyfriend that were very funny and quite mean yeah the, the, from the first couple times that they met and like the going on dates but i've i've known her for probably over a decade so Sam, i've heard some good ones the other day sent me a voice message i should have saved it for you guys to to play because it's a sports question she goes i have a really important sports question i said what's up she goes, it's too long. I have to send it in a message. I'm like, okay. She's like, I'm watching Thursday Night Football. It's just really important. I was like, okay. I'm thinking it's like fantasy football. Like, I didn't know she plays. She doesn't like sports. She's been really mad at sports ever since the Seahawks Super Bowl parade was on her birthday. Okay. Or no, sorry. <laughs> ever since the Seahawks Super Bowl loss to the Steelers was on her birthday hmm. and everyone just went home upset. And my mom had a Super Bowl themed birthday cake. That and happened, she doesn't, uh, yeah. happened to my wife when Russell threw the interception. Exactly. That was and, on she's, her birthday. and she's like, great. Not a great thanks. day. Now everything's ruined. Yep. Totally Does she get also it. root for every other team besides the Seahawks? Uh, no. But she was pretty mad that day and, yeah, well, continues to be. Tell me if Heather feels this way. Yeah. Sam told me, um, okay, so here's my question. Why is the offensive line not called the defensive line because they're defending the quarterback? <laughs> you know what? It's legitimate. It's a good question. It's a good well, question. we got into a really long <laughs> I think it's a good question. It. I think it's a – I mean, it, obviously I understand the answer and why yeah. it can't be, but yeah. – I think it's a pretty interesting and fair question. Yeah. Yeah. I support your sister. I think that's a good question. One other thing, speaking of Heather, is that when we talked about this on our show mm. and when Curtis's head became five I times apologize. bigger than it is right now, yeah. um, we had someone text in and say, you know, Stacey, you are funny. I always laugh at your grab the bull by the hands thing <laughs> in the Brock and Sock Open. And I said, thank that's you. Not, not, <laughs> that is my poor it's wife. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know the story, that was like the first six months or so we were on the air. Heather came in to like bring us some food or something and uh, we were doing answer the question jerk and somebody had asked, how do I tell my friend how do i tell my wife or girlfriend that she's got a mustache <gasps> and so we were just trying you to, want help. to go to, for couples face waxing <laughs> well we were <laughs> going through all it. of that there's a lot of suggestions like 
don't say anything or just subtly like slide her a razor. Like there were like a lot of like different slide suggestions. Slide her a razor. Yeah. You know, accent, you know, just book her a, an appointment with, with somebody. These are the yeah. worst possible ideas. Well, right. Uh, yes, obviously. Yeah. The text suggestions, as you might imagine, were not fantastic. So Heather came in and she said, well, she was trying to say, take, yeah. the, take the bull by the horns and just be honest. But unfortunately for Heather... She got her her words a little messed up being on the air for the first time and said, take the bull by the hands. It's a great cut. And then there were so many texts. She's walking out and she just sees the screen. It says like, bulls have hands. Oh, my God. And then Howdy played it for the next 10 years. So anyway, um, I guess (laughs) I take credit for it now. What um, what do you make of the Beyonce thing? Don't you don't you think it's a horrible opinion? It's not. It's an accurate one. Beyonce is very, very talented. No, because you talked about her music being kind of generic. And I can see that when you talk about early. Beyonce, but like Formation when it came out was so immediately impactful to pop culture and at the time Mm. was very different sounding, uh, very... What's on that? Formation. Yeah. That was right before her Super Bowl performance. It's one of the hot sauce in my bag. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just... No, I, I thought I, like, Lemonade I as an album just, like, His musical was, opinions, he just has a different taste. He needs to well, just yeah, say it's not his like, style. Well, yeah, he's into, like, Sticks and Bernie and Rush. I don't know. I, I like made up Bernie. I don't know who Bernie is. And I like is. other things. I just, I believe that Beyonce is very talented. What does unfor- Rush even sing about? Um, Actually, like, uh, Anne Rand stuff. It's terrible. You don't want to <laughs> listen to the lyrics too deeply. See? It's not good. Uh, the lyrics are not great. You want to kind of stay away from that. There's a lot of, like... And Randy and I only influence. like music that's dark. You have no, to differentiate from when they had synth and when they didn't have synth. I've heard all of these conversations. Yeah. All right. Beyonce's great. Move on. It makes you think. Do you think Pete's a good coach? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll see you guys. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we're done here. We've been kind of debating. Nine oh six. I'm people. So four people were very, very angry with Pete this week. Oh yeah. Did you see the tweet that I sent out? No. I was I was ratioed for the first time ever, and it was I. I oh, had, I did see this. I had higher hopes that my first tweet being ratioed and dragged and canceled yeah. would be like infinitely more offensive. You know what I know? I was like, shoot for the stars. What did you say again? Because I think I got caught up in these mentions. What yeah. did you say? I said, um, "Hey guys, just a note to Seahawks fans." Mm-hmm. And this is during the game. So this is not after the game. This is during the third quarter when it's just, it's kind of clear, like, they're not in this one. You know when you get a gut feeling like they're not going to win? Yes. You had that feeling even when it was a one-score game. You were Brock like, has that feeling every game about everything. So well, I, I've, I'm sort of used to playing the other side of First of all, of I had that feeling the second that Tama was trying to fly away from her handler out of the out of the little Happens. tunnel and yeah. her little hawk fingernail got caught. Oh. And she fell to the ground. Yeah. That was an omen. Poor hawk. I said, hey, note to Seahawks fans. Week one is cut. Like, I know that this is an atrocious performance. You have, you know, like, I get it. They need to be better. Mm -hmm. But week one is like the worst time to come up with like a huge passing judgment about your team. You can be mad. Totally. You can be mad. You can be angry. But then just like have a snack and relax. And uh, I was completely dragged by people being like, you're just one of the media defending the Seahawks. Just getting What was that like? Uh, well, you know, it, uh, it was interesting at first I started being really confused. Cause I was like, what yeah. about, then people were like, you're really patronizing. You're telling fans how to be a fan. I was mm-hmm. like, and I was looking back and I was like, did something get lost in translation? Oh. Like the tone I thought was pretty like, ah, just have that a snack. That must've been Chill. so hard for you. I'm so sorry. Well, I can't even Thank fathom. You. I'm going to write a song about it. I, you should. And get Beyonce to sing it because if somebody were to give her some good material, no. she could use that but great voice of hers. my point in bringing it up yes. is that. 
I saw a lot of that sentiment on even on Sunday. Yeah, and it's like, hang on, mad. guys, this is a team where two weeks ago, Bump and I were talking about the Seahawks. And I said, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl, but they can really take a step forward. And we had like 10 texts being like, oh, you don't think they can win a Super Bowl? Did you <laughs> like, did what? you learn about Pete last year? What, like, what was the biggest thing you think you took out of last year about Pete? Uh, well, winning without Russ was a huge one. Right? I mean, uh, doesn't and, that kind of change the whole pe- yes, perception? exactly. And it coincided, and this is the best part about it, and I know you guys talked about this, it coincided with Russell Wilson struggling in Denver and then Hackett and I forget who the, whoever the interim staff was being like, hey, we should maybe run the ball and balance this out more and being like, that's crazy. The st- <laughs> now, there are moments when there are things you can critique Pete about as a coach, mm-hmm. but... I think that people look at, you know, someone like Sean McVay. It was a perfect comparison. And they're like, you know, Sean McVay, he's the perfect coach. He's everything Pete is. And people were just mad. And I'm like, well, Pete's never had a five-win season. Pete's never, you know what I mean? Like, Pete's never finished, like, you know, like, consecutively fourth in the NFC West. And I don't think he ever will. I don't think Pete would ever allow that to happen. For as much as you want to point to things that you might like about, like, I think offensively, McVay and Shanahan are brilliant. Mm -hmm. And unsurprisingly, they're from the same kind of coaching tree uh, with, uh, with obviously, Dad Shanahan. Yes. That's what I call him. Dad Shanahan. Happy Shanahan. Yes. Um, But uh, there are many things Pete has that I think people almost get tired of. Like, they don't recognize it because they're just fatigued by well, it. Well, it's the old Graz comment, right? Don't get tired of winning, right? Yeah. Don't ever get sick of winning. But I think the flip side to it, and this is where I, I think there's a pretty good argument to be made, is when's the last time the Seahawks were great? It's been a while since they were elite, since they were the best at something, since they were a yeah, team that you were Super taking really seriously for a Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, you get to try to turn that around starting Sunday in a really difficult spot. I don't think it's going to happen starting Sunday. Uh, no one seems to, which is now all of a sudden starting to make me think maybe it'll happen because the NFL, the moment everyone you think agree- it'll, You think the Seahawks will No, the I think they're going to lose like everybody else does, but that is starting to make me doubt myself Yeah, because once everybody gets on one side, it just it's feels hard. like- It's so tempting. Well, it just feels like it in the NFL. Like once everyone agrees, something goes on the other way. I, I mean, like when- all of us agreed that, that the Lions would be the Packers last oh, year, right. and you were like, it's absolutely not going to happen. I was wrong on that one. What are you going to do? Did you guys right. see the blue ski masks thing, by the way? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What apparently, do you think? I think it's I think it's cool, but the problem is the Lions, it came from C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who's new to Lions, being like, you know, if we're going to be villains, we should look like villains. I'm like, what do you mean if we're going to be villains? Right. You're like a cartoon character version of a team. Like, literally <laughs> no one roots against you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of humor that has made Stacy one of the two funniest people in our station. And Coach you can Amps, hear her like every day starting at 10 o'clock. She'll be back with Michael Bumpus. Thank you, Maura. Such a good Jay-Z song. Appreciate that. Yep. When Jay-Z's with her, good music. Without Jay-Z, not so much. We'll come right back with everything you need to know. And then your phone calls at 930. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. You ready for a little Mariner baseball? One day off was enough. I think that was fine. I'm really glad they had their one day. They needed it. They were tired and they needed to go rest and get away from it and rest their mental aspects of it and and physically. Just go get away from it. The relievers especially. But now... Like, I missed having baseball last night. Let's get back to it, man. We need the Mariners to return. This last week or so, about two weeks, is going to be incredibly difficult. Jerry DePoto telling us how he will handle it. 
try to remain, you know, calm and realize in the moment that you can't really control much of it and just watch and have fun with it. Because, you know, it's not, we know all the years that we've been baseball fans, baseball people, it's not every year that you're in these types of positions. And, you know, I would like to be the brace and, and have clinched yesterday, but that's not where we're at. We're, we're in a position where we're going to go out and we're going to make these last 16 games exciting. And, you know, whether we want them to be or not, they're going to be. <laughs> we, we should just... You know, enjoy the ride because it's so much fun. It has been fun, but you have to sort of remind yourself that when you're holding your breath, when your stomach is in knots and you're hoping that the team can figure it out late. And I'm sure that's what we're going to see here for the last 16 games. George Kirby gets the ball in his first start since the unfortunate comments last Friday night coming off some extra rest, which should, I think, help him. And I would assume he's going to want to show the world exactly what kind of competitor he really is. Speaking of that, Jerry had a little more to offer on that. Go look at what George actually does. You know, George is an innings eater. George is the guy that wants the ball and wants to go compete. You know, he's also a human being who's who's really experiencing that type of moment for the first time in his baseball life where, you know, it's we are riding the roller coaster of a September playoff race. And and in the big moment, we lost it. And and he reacted in a way that, that clearly the next day he expressed regretting. But I don't really counted as any type of penalty or shouldn't be counted as any type of ding against George. He does throw the 100 pitches. He does throw the innings, and he wants the ball in those balls. All right, well, Texas somehow came back and had a four-game sweep of Toronto. I did not see that coming. Mariners fall a game behind the Rangers. They're up to one and a half over the Jays, though, so that's some good news. They've got these three with the Dodgers, then off to Oakland and Texas, and then they'll finish with Houston and Texas at home. Honestly, that last stretch is just going to be insane. And, yes, I'll try to remember Jerry's advice and try to enjoy it. Here's the second thing you need to know. All right, good news. We're going to see Devin Witherspoon in all likelihood full go this weekend. Who is he? Clint Hurt has some thoughts. Certain guys are different in how quickly they see the game, uh, their instincts and feel for the game. You know, I'm not trying to put any uh, anything extra on the kid. Just let him be himself, you know, and, and how he's, what he's shown in practice. That's the biggest thing. Practice is everything here because we make it so hard here, you, you know, and obviously you should be ready to go game time and, and respond in the right direction. So if he plays the way he practices, then for us, it wouldn't, we wouldn't have any surprises. That would be really good news. Uh, we also got Jamal Adams back at practice this week. And so, yeah, hopefully that gives them a little bit of extra oomph. They're going to need it because up front, at least offensively, they got all kinds of problems. They're not going to have either of their starting tackles. They will have other guys, though, and Geno Smith has some trust in them. Extremely confident. Those guys have played a lot for us. We know those guys. They know our system. Obviously, like I said, it's tough being thrusted into a game like last week. But those guys, they can get the job done, and I believe they will. And uh, it's all of our jobs to, to help them as well. They're not out there alone. It's all 11 on the field. And so I, I have the utmost confidence in those guys, and I look forward to them going out there and playing well. Well, he's going to need that to happen because if you want to get anything done, you got to have time to do it. Certainly Detroit can get after the passer. It's going to be loud in that environment to boot. So you're going to need something, especially out of Stone Forsyth on the left side. Here's the third thing you need to know. All right, good to see uh, some football on Thursday night last night. It was a little ugly, as Thursday night football tends to be, but Philly ends up beating Minnesota. 
And, uh, yeah, we did watch Rashad Penny. He didn't do a whole lot. Jalen Carter was there. He didn't have a great game either, but showed off a little of that substance, man. His ability to get upfield is pretty impressive. And then uh, should be a fascinating sports weekend. You got the Huskies going to East Lansing to see Michigan State. Cougs, all right, not much. They're just playing Northern Colorado. And then uh, some fun NFL action. Looking forward to Niners and Rams. Looking forward to the Jets having to go to Dallas and play that defense on the road with Zach Wilson. And then, uh, Justin, what do we expect in Cincy and Baltimore? They get back on track? Sorry, I had to flip my... Yes, I think so. Joe got a new haircut. I think he's ready. I think he's ready to take on the, the haircut. I think with... he was embarrassed about what happened last week. So, yeah, I think they're I ready would, to go. I would hope so. Can I start T. Higgins in fantasy this week? More, I think you should start every Bengal you have Zero points. Wow. Every Bengal you bet have. Bet the house. Bet the family. That's why bet... you play fantasy. Yeah, there you go. All right, that's everything you need to know. <laughs> Quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk Show. All right, last yes, I'm week, very ner- I'm very nervous. Though. Last week, I felt like we had some of the best calls we've had for open phone lines, and it continued right into Monday morning, where we had awesome phone calls at six thirty. Remember, coming off of the 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 football game, so uh, let's open it up. We've been talking mostly football today. But if that's annoying you, you're excited about a huge weekend series. Maybe you want to talk through that, even though it's a football Friday, which is powered by Snoqualmie Casino Sportsbook. Uh, all right. So let me just throw out some topics for open phones. Pete Carroll. End of conversation. What do you want to say about Pete? He seems to be the person who has been most debated this week. Pete Carroll. What do you make of where he's at and where the team is at? A lot of people reacting to the Gras line don't get tired of winning, saying, well, well, hold on a minute. What have they really won? How come they're not winning divisions? How come they're not? Well, they did win the division, what, two years ago, three years ago? I mean, it hasn't been that long. They went 12-4, and four, won the division the COVID year. Was that 2020? It was 21, 20 seasons, so in 21. Yeah. So, I mean, like it hasn't been that long. It was three years ago. But I get your point. They haven't won Super Bowls. And, and so what do you make of where the team is at, where Pete is at? You want to talk about their offense. You want to talk about the defense. You want to talk about DK Metcalf. You want to talk about Jamal Adams. You want to talk about the Jalen Carter versus Devin Witherspoon decision. Or could they have traded up even to try to get Will Anderson? You want to talk through anything Seahawks related. Obviously, we're ready to go. 866-979-3776. Also, Mariners, huge weekend ahead against the Dodgers. Saturday and Sunday, both sold out. Tickets still for tonight, which shocks me. Friday night is usually the best night to go to a baseball game. So if you want to go, go tonight. Go grab walk-up tickets or something tonight. Well, as that of yesterday, is, there were less than 5,000. Well, so I, know that, I know that there are still tickets for tonight, okay, which is really surprising. So uh, head, I think I'm going to head over there this afternoon for a little while as well. So if you have Mariners takes, their bullpen down the stretch, what you expect out of their offense, decisions you'd like to see Scott make do differently here over the course of the last 16 games, how that should change. Open it up for whatever Mariner take you got as well. 866-979-3776. You guys are next. I'm Brock and Salk. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Ah, little fella Friday for you, as it's going to be a beautiful afternoon. Brock and Salt Sales Sports here on 710. SeattleSports.com as well. We'll get to Ranked coming up in 15 minutes. More, I think you're really going to like Ranked today. Actually, I don't, but that's okay. Uh, it's the, harder when Brock's not here. Yeah, I'm sorry. You really suffer on those days. It happens. What are you going to do? It's a Friday. At least at the, at the end of that, you don't have to hear Ranked for... Four more days, right? No Saturday, no Sunday, no Monday. You won't have to hear it again. I don't think I'll be seeing you guys this weekend because the other day you started doing it at the baseball game while we were there. Yeah. 
Uh, that was just a little bonus prank for you, Mark. <laughs> just, that's just sort of how a lot of guys talk. I don't know what to tell <laughs> you. You keep telling me that. Please don't act like I've never been around men in my life. Oh, my gosh. Have you? Maybe I don't know. Uh, Maybe you haven't been. Maybe that's the point. All right. Let's get to your phone calls. 866-979-3776. Open phone lines. Whatever's on your mind. We'll start with Paul, who's in Renton. Good morning, Paul. What's up? Oh, I have to actually press the button. My fault. Paul, sorry. Hold on. My fault. Paul, I had to press a button. I just didn't do anything. Yeah, that's part of the gig there, but uh, I, whenever I hear Pelican Friday, I, I know you're going to be on a golf course later today. So I, I wish I was. You know out. what, Paul? I'm skipping golf today. I don't know. I've been, I've been playing too much. I need a break. A man, the man, a man needs some rest, so I'm going to take some rest today. Yeah, I hear you. Well, I hope you enjoy your weekend. I'm really excited about this weekend because it's our final playoff push uh, to try to secure a, a first round bye, if you will. Uh, we got a great team coming into Seattle this uh, weekend with the Dodgers. Um, I, I'm really looking for the starting pitchers to set the tone for this last stretch here. We have one day off until the rest, until the end of the year, and we need a healthy bullpen. If our starters can go strong, they can set some of these or quiet some of these Dodgers bats. It's going to be really big for our last push, especially in that Houston, Texas, and uh, Texas series that we're we're looking at. So. Uh, I, I'm really looking at the pitchers here to get that bulldog mentality back and kind of set the tone because I know our backs are going to come through. Well, it's a really good, really good uh, question, Mark. Certainly, of, of what can the starters do to help the bullpen get deeper into the game, etc. The problem you're going to run into is this team you're going to face this weekend. They're going to work counts. They're going to drive you nuts. They're going to not go away. Right, they're going to continue to just irk you and try to get that pitch count up the same way you've done to some other teams. Except they're probably going to be better at it. That's why they are who they are. So yeah, if if you are George Kirby, find ways to put them away with balls inside the strike zone. He he sets the tone with this tonight. It's a huge start for Kirby. Huge. It sets the tone for this whole weekend series because if he doesn't go deep into this game and you immediately have to torch your bullpen in game one, it just challenges you so much more over the course of the rest of the series. And then, you know, you get yourself in trouble. You don't have your full complement. You go to Oakland. You don't want that to get away from you. So, yeah, it, it's a really good point. And absolutely, it all starts tonight with and George the Kirby. The Dodgers, it's not like they're necessarily in the heated race for their division either. Like, they're kind of set. Mm-hmm. But they've been on cruise control of Well, and they're getting Kershaw games. back this weekend, yeah. right? I think he's throwing tonight. I think they yeah. pause him for tomorrow. Time. You're going to see him tomorrow. Oh, is it? I thought Bo- it was Friday. Bobby, okay. uh, what's his name? I'm blanking Miller. on his last name. Bobby, Bobby Miller, Miller tonight is pretty good. Okay, yeah, you're right. Kershaw, I think, is going to go tomorrow. Yeah, but, they're 13 games up in their division. They're, yeah. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10, so it's not like they've been on a big tear, but they're definitely good. Well, Mookie's been on a tear. He's oh, he's absurd. Yeah. Sheesh. 866-979-3776. Go to Russell in Bellevue. What's up, Russell? Good morning. Oh, good morning, Saul. Uh, first off, I just wanted to say the the general guideline I've always known is that you go two fingers above your Adam's apple for the uh, for the beard line. Uh, that's always uh, at least gives me the the best one that I can. Uh, that's like almost exactly where I am. That's pretty good. All right, two fingers. Thank you. Appreciate okay. that. Okay. Um, but more importantly, for uh, for Jerry, I was I've been thinking a lot about Jerry's roster construction and how the we've gotten this reputation this year of I think a lot from JP Crawford. JP went to drive line and he. It seems like we've gotten this reputation of player development on the hitting side has really increased and is going up. And 
I really don't want to see Ty France just get a free pass going into the next year of steady state. One of the biggest things that concerns me about him is that he should, he's not an age where you should see stuff like his speed declining. And that is a really important emphasis that I think the Mariners need to kind of push on. And not just him, just anyone on the roster following JP's lead, basically, and how to approach that sort of uh, uh, career development and advancement. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't know whether speed is ever going to be a big part of Ty France's game, right? I mean, let's be clear. That's not. No, it. no. But. Is he somebody that might be able to benefit from something like driveline? Maybe. I mean, the one thing I've always heard about Ty France is that he sort of doesn't do a lot of that. And and that's not to say he doesn't work hard. My assumption is, and my understanding is he does, but that he's he doesn't bring in a new coach. He doesn't make a lot of swing changes. He kind of found his guy. He did his thing. He got a, a, a system that he likes, and he is sort of stuck with it. I would hope that this year is the type of thing that maybe changes that for him, that he didn't have a great season. It didn't go the way he wanted it to. Unlike last year, you can't kind of just point to injury and it might be time for him to kind of, Hey, all right. Is it, was this just a down year or do I need to start to make some changes? And in his case, I think it might be wise for him to maybe make some changes yeah, and, and think about what he wants to do this offseason. Not sustainable as, as it's gone. Not like this. That's for sure. Not a first base. He's just, there's not enough pop. And quite frankly, he didn't hit well enough. Given that he doesn't do anything else, really. Yeah, you're probably going to need some of that. Yeah, 866. I love the guy. Me too. And and, <laughs> I, and when him. he's going hot, remember how good Ty France oh, was when he was going? We were like, is he going to hit 35 home runs? Gosh, like, and, and we thought he'd hit 300. I mean, like. Yeah, they've really missed that. God, would I love for him to get hot here down the stretch. 866-979-3776. Let me uh, continue down the road with Sam and Post Falls. What's up, Sam? Hey, good morning. Just wanted to say before I go on with my take, um, long-time listener, first-time caller, I've been listening since I was 13. I'm now 20. I'm so glad you guys are back. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. Um, anyways, I, I was just going to uh, ponder the... Um, benefits of staying in the third wild card spot. Um, obviously I would like the Mariners to win the division. Um, I don't know how realistic that is though, with three against Houston, three with, you know, the Dodgers tonight and then seven against Texas. I would rather stay in the third wild card spot and um, face Houston in the divisional round instead of Baltimore. Baltimore beat us earlier in the season and even I would rather stay in the third wild card spot, especially um, instead of the second, because I wouldn't want to play Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want any part of Tampa or or Baltimore, whoever ends up uh, not winning I, the East. I do not. Saying. You know what, man? I do not. I, I get um, I get the point, Sam. You know what? Just win as many games as you can. Like I, I I mean, maybe if on the last day of the season it comes down, I don't think it's going to matter. I think what you're going to find is that these three teams are going to beat the heck out of each other at the very end, and there's not going to be any opportunity to you know try to set a position or anything like that. It's all going to come down to the last day or two of the season. If everything goes the way we think it will, and by the way, nothing ever does, but if it does, don't you think this is all coming down to the last day or two with all these teams basically tied it's going to be crazy, yep. and you got to do everything in your power. If you can get that 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 AL West crown, 
It is such a huge advantage. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a massive, massive victory for whoever it is to come out of this division to get a chance to rest for a few days. You want to talk about resting and having something help for the bullpen. That is the biggest. It would be tremendous. 866-979-3776. Let me go to Justin in Salt Lake City. What's up, Justin? Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, I've, I've been thinking about this for a while, but it's come to the forefront with the criticism of Pete after the first game. But I'm grateful for Pete Carroll. I don't necessarily agree like with everything he does, but he's this older guy that I thought might be on his way out a couple of years ago. But he's got all this energy and competitiveness, and he seems like he could do it forever. Like You can tell he loves it, loves his players. And then you have like a 37-year-old Sean McVay who talks about retirement every offseason. Mm. And I just love having a coach that seems like he – he truly loves it. It is so interesting that he appreciate the phone call, Justin. He just never brings that up. It does not seem to be on his mind at all. Like he's just like, eh, I love what I do. I, I don't think he can imagine life retired. I mean, I know he'll go to Hawaii and do his stand up paddleboarding or whatever it is he likes, but I, I just, I don't think he has any interest in walking away from this interesting game. Interesting point too, as a player, as a, somebody who just signed a, maybe say a five year deal. Yeah. And you hear your coach flirting with the off season after that. Like, yeah. Or for, for, with retirement in an off season, yeah, I wouldn't love to hear that either. I would absolutely want to hear. It clearly like bothered the them in game one. I mean, you could tell the Rams were very confused and didn't come out with any fire. And thankfully, the <laughs> yeah, Seahawks were a house of fire. Out. Yeah, shows what we know. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. You want somebody to argue with me? How about Kyle in Puyallup? Kyle, good morning. Good morning, talk. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, just I want to debate the uh, defensive. Uh, team building strategy a little bit. Uh, you know, I think you, you've explained a lot of the, you know, I think you might even be right with, uh, you know, the current NFL that you need that game wrecking, uh, defensive line. But I think the reference to 2012 to 14 is, is somewhat inaccurate. Um, if you look at the D line in 2012, first of all, that was the number one scoring defense in the NFL that year and in 13 and 14. And none of those guys on the line, with the kind of game wreckers that we're, you know, that we're talking about now. I think, you know, like even like 2012, for example, you had, you know, Meebane, Branch, uh, Bryant, Clemens. Mm-hmm. The only guy who could get to the, the, the quarterback on that line was, was Clemens. Oh, the other hey, guys Meebane. were run stuffers. Dude, you got to give Meebane more credit than that, honestly. I think Meebane could kind of do it all. He managed to get upfield. He, he could rush the passer from his spot. He would take up blockers. I think Meebane is like the most underappreciated guy on that team. And then once they even took it to the next level, obviously they got a lot better with, with uh, Bennett and Averill, but it wasn't just that. It's adding, uh, what was the guy's name? Clinton McDonald, who was a legitimate pass rusher up the middle. Like they were fantastic yeah, hold, 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 up front. Hold on, hold on. Mebane had two sacks. I, so in what? I, I'm not just talking about sacks. Mebane got up field. He took up blockers. Mebane was a good pass rusher. Well, here's what they were. Do- here's what I think they were doing then. That's a little different than now. They had they had packages on first and second down, and they had a really good third down pass rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, their weakness, and in, in, even in 2013, their weakness was. If you lined up to run the ball and you came out and threw it, we didn't get to the quarterback very well. We had a great third down pass rush with, with Bennett inside and McDonald and these guys. But on that first second down, we had those run stuffers in. And yeah, he only had two sacks. He also didn't get, he didn't, he wasn't that disruptive. He, he only got like, you know, what, eight million to go to the Chargers. I mean, he was not a premier defensive line guy. He was great at, at stopping the run and, 
you know, TFLs, but he was not great. At I don't mean, I'll, I'll just disagree with you. Yes. I understand the money he got at that age. He'd been around for a while. Remember he had pre predated Pete. I think Brandon Meebane was an absolute killer for this team. I, I thought he was phenomenal and a really big part of the reason why they did what they did. And I don't think they have replaced him since. I don't, I don't know who they've brought in since who's played that position at that level. Like Meebane. I remember Jaron Reed, him. maybe when he was young, a couple of years, I guess probably sure. had some of that, and they were pretty a lot better during those. I years. remember really loving Mebane, big oh. red, but yeah, he he was right. Mebane had three, two or three sacks in 2012, and Clemens had like 11 or 12. Yeah. But it wasn't just the sacks. I know it wasn't like, just, it just the sacks. I know that's a misleading stat. Kind of do it all. So, anyway, good good phone calls. Great job today. I got a ton more Mariner stuff here. But, uh, let's see, we think we got time for one more? All right, let's try to do one more real quick. Let me grab Brent in New York City. What's up, Brent? You get the last word. Hey, hey, thank you. So in, in pro sports, we know that the margin between success and failure is razor thin. And I've been pretty shocked by the Seahawks fan base doom and gloom over this. Well, why? Because the Mariners literally went through this this off, I mean, this summer. They didn't make massive adjustments. They didn't make massive changement, changes. They did small changes, upgrade their lineup with Rojas and Canzone, but nothing world-breaking. Then everything just seemed to click. Everything worked. They weren't 50% away from getting better, better results. They were just little baby steps. I think the Seahawks are right there. I think all they had to do was get off the field one more time, convert a couple more third downs, because when you lose the time of possession battle, you're going to see things snowball like they did. I don't think they're as far away as people think that they are. All right. Well, stay safe there. It sounds like there's a lot of sirens going on. I want to make sure that uh, everything's okay for you. Get out of the way and stay safe and appreciate the phone call. You get the, uh, as I said, the last word today. Good fun. Oh, all over the place today. Dude, I love it, man. I love open phone lines. I, I wish we had more time to do that. It always, uh, unfortunately, you know, we're, we're locked in. We don't really have a choice. Do I do it Monday at 630? Is that I, mean, I think I'm going to probably want to do it again Monday all at right. 630. Right now, though. We got to do ranked. I know. Do we? We, we, we do. We got to. I think, think we have. We're to. late. Yeah, I think we, think we got <laughs> Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. Justin, what do we got today? Today, sir, because of the anniversary of the Lone Ranger, the Lone Ranger television debut today, we have wow. Lone. Wow, ranked. the Lone Ranger. And this is it. William Tell Overture, right? Pretty powerful intro. It wasn't like there were a whole lot of songs to choose from. When this show came out. <laughs> what? What year was it? Fifties, I think. Shush. It was a radio show for a long time before that. Then it came in, uh, no, 40s, late 40s. 40s. Late 40s. Unbelievable. So with that in mind, Lone. Lone's Rank. Now, no alone. No, that's its own category. There's no alone, but Lone's Rank. You could do Faithful yesterday. Well, it will certainly, I mean, it would still include Lonely. All right, like some yes. Huh? I don't think I ever knew who said that. Oh, song. Yes, yes. Never. I don't know if I ever knew. It's that. like weird progressive band that like decided they wanted to yeah, do kind of a pop song. Hit. Yeah, it's kind of. I think they wanted to make some money. Who can blame them? This is my my Beyonce. Oh, you don't like?
like I, I would agree with that. Man, I could, I just cannot buy into the Black Keys or the Black Crows for that matter. Well, they're totally different. But it's just in Greta Fleet, like they're just as bands that sound old. I just can't I, see. I, I think I have trouble with the like very, like White Stripes, Black Keys, yeah, like these like the Strokes. Ugh. I want more to my music yeah, than that. Thank you. Yes, I like a little bit more in there. I'm with you. Yes, All I right. agree as usual. Uh, let's see. What about this one? This is our podcast where you can take music. What about this, Mark? What about that, Mark? That's Post Malone. Post Malone for loans. Is the rules? Right. There are no rules. Let's just post Malone. Here's Lone Star. That's also Post Malone. What'd you say? I saw Post Malone and Aerosmith at a Super Bowl concert the week I went with John Clayton to Atlanta. Were they good? Was he good? He was actually, like... He's pretty talented. He's endearing. Uh, We were looking forward to Aerosmith more, and Post Malone was just, like, there, but we had fun during the set, yeah. I don't know. If I just got a text from my dad. I got to imagine it's going to say what I think it's going to say. Yep, it says it. And here, Dad, this is for you. It's a little river band who most people have never heard of for good reason, but my dad really likes them, so that's the Lonesome the loser. loser. Yeah, from Little River We've band. used that for something else before. <laughs> it's a funny song. Hi, Rivers. Uh, let's see. Uh, I got a little um, John Mellencamp. It's a lonely night. It's a good song. Hmm. Yeah, we got some Young Rascals. So two says, what about Bartolo Cologne? <laughs> That's a good one, too. How about Lonely Island? I said, man, what I look like, a charity case. <laughs> I took it and threw it on the ground. Oh, I love them. So you guys couldn't do alone, but you could do lonely. Lonely is okay, right. Yeah. yeah, lonely's fine. Well, it makes sense. Yeah, you got lost lonely boys. It's a tough one for me, yeah. too. Eddie Holman. Yeah. Don't know that one. You don't know that one? No. Well, well, it's an honorable mention, though. It's just an honorable mention. Lonesome Dove, of course. Uh, what was that movie? The Lone Soldier. 911 mm. Lone Star with Rob Lowe. What is yeah. Rob Lowe doing there? Everything. Come on, man. Don't do that. You're better than Everything. that. Yeah. Lone Depot. Oh, yeah. L O A at Lone. Yes. Uh, Lone let's Shark. see. Lone Pine. Oh, Lone, Lone Pine, California? Yes. Lone L-O-A-N Point Sellers. L O A N counts, too. I mean, it's just Lone more. It's just Lone. Why you have to be so? Why you have to get so caught up on these things? Are you ready for the top five? Because that's why these things are so massive. (laughs) Let's get to the top five. Okay, we're down to five. We're down to the top five loans. Number five. He's got a voice, man, doesn't he? Tragic, tragic story of his life, yeah. too. Really but man, does he have a voice. Roy Orbison can really sing. Those classes. He's number five. Number four. Prince Lone Star. Prince? I just found out. That's what this says. I'm an honest-to-God prince. There he is. Bill Pullman. A young Bill Pullman from Spaceballs. Lone Star. Very young. Very young. Yeah, I think that's the first thing he ever did. Have you watch that show, The Sinner, with him? No. It's very good. Is it? Yeah. Uh, what is it? Very old. It's on the USA, but it's now it's streaming everywhere. But it's it's pretty good. I liked huh. it a lot. He was also uh, he's also in singles. 
He's the uh, very young Bill Pullman is the um, the plastic surgeon <laughs> in singles. Who's very nice to Bridget Fonda. Remember him from uh, the League of Their Own. Yes. Small role in that as well. All right, number three, Lones Ranked. He was also in top five bills. Billy Squire? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pride of Wellesley, Mass. Surprised he put that in the top five. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Got some other stuff in here that I was thinking was going to happen. I'm sorry. Like what? <laughs> like, uh, how about a little America? Oh, I guess I didn't get America in there. Jeez. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't get Tame Paula either. I know you're, you're. I think, rare with your America love. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> I think you are. This is where all the How could you not say that? I think I could have held off on this one. Oh. Dis- disagree. Okay, move on. All right. Number two, and I think there was a pretty good argument for this to be number one. It took a lot to unseat it. Number two. The song, yes, but even more so the album. We hope you will enjoy the show. That's such a good album, man. Then what's... uh, Wow, okay. What's number one? Because you thought that was going to be number one. Yeah, I thought that was like a shoe-in obvious number one. Yeah, it's a really... I mean, certainly album-wise, it would be. And in any other day... Justin, I would say it's number one, but it's a fellow Friday. Yeah. I am not playing golf today, but if I were to be playing golf here locally, there's only one place that stands alone. Oh, God. That would be Chambers Bay. Yep. And when yep. you get out there. It stands alone. Yeah. So that counts as your rank. That's well, so lame. To the 15th hole, Mora. Just wait. And you play the Lone Fur, which has become emblematic of Chambers Bay. Lone fur. That's number one. Good the lone fur. Hole niche. 15. That is niche. At Chambers good. Bay. Yeah. Also didn't get our system of a down lonely day. I must have missed that. That's that. Gonna Do we have Talk sound of that one? Like oh, yeah. Such a lonely day. Remember this? Okay. And it's mine. <laughs> nope. Different song. The most loneliest what is this? Day of my life. Lonely day. Oh, down. That's Darren Malakian singing too. That's not actually Serge on that I don't think I know that. Oh. It's great. I think it was in all the ads for that Disturbia movie. It was Disturbia movie, yeah. With Shia LaBeouf. Like the Rihanna song? Yes, I was also in that But it was a thriller movie. Good song. I found this uh, Tame Impala song is from an album called Loner or something. All right, we're done here. We got to get out of here. For God's sakes, it's Friday. (laughs) Go home, people. Oh, you're done. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I'm definitely done. (laughs) More is done with me. That I can assure you. Uh, We'll catch you guys Monday morning, 6 a.m., hopefully in much better spirits than a week ago. Until then, the hay is in the barn. See you, everybody. Dance of the Chopper!